Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, welcome along to the Experts Podcast. It's Nick Hayes here with you. There is no Lana Hill here today. Uh, Missing in action, sick, not here in the office, but the show has to continue. I've got... We've always been working with the experts and we've been finding out what makes experts ticks, what motivates them, what gets them going. But part of this new Rejuvenated Experts podcast is also about getting behind the media, finding out what they want, what they're looking for, getting a little bit of the inside knowledge and, and getting us to understand what it takes to work in the media. Now, I've been working with this fella for a couple of years now. He's been doing TV. He's been doing radio. He is he's one of the best. He runs a little uh, show called Perth Live on 6PR. It's a drive program. He's going to correct me because I've just made a mistake already. <laughs> His name is Oliver Peterson. Oliver, welcome to the Experts Podcast. Great to be here, Nick. Good afternoon, good morning, whatever time it is, wherever you're listening. Hello. Hey, what's it like to be on the other end of the microphone? Because this is this is this would be very very unusual for you. It's a little odd. It's a little different. Yeah. Usually, I'm the one asking the questions. You look very relaxed about it, though. You seem to be all in control. Do you ever find that when experts and commentators and and, and leaders of industry walk into your studio that they're just literally shivering? <laughs> they're, they're nervous. That they're, that you could see the sweat just walk across their forehead. Is is? Do you see that? No, you don't see that because if you come into the studio, we are all human beings. We all have a a better disposition when we meet somebody face to face. That 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 is the best way to conduct an interview, as we are doing right now, sitting yeah. here in the media stable studio with the microphones eyeballing each other. It is so much more powerful than being on the phone. For many people that'll be listening here in and and creating and and wanting to engage media, though that the idea of walking into a studio, a foreign place, a yeah. foreign uh, workplace, and knowing what potentially could be on the line, because depending on what, obviously, the issue, mm. but it, it, media is, it, it can be a bit of a scary place. Of course it can. Yeah. It's, it's different. As you say, Nick, it's foreign, the bells and whistles. You think of a radio studio, if you walked in to talk to me in the Perth Live studio at 6PR, there's six different microphones, there's a panel operator, there's two producers, glass walls, televisions. So it, it's a different environment. It's odd. It's peculiar television as well the lights the cameras the action it's a completely different space than you would usually operate that you would usually work in if if you're stuck behind a desk or you're out and about talking to people so of course the environment is very very different and that can throw you yeah is it your i mean it's your workplace it's the place that you conduct your day-to-day uh routine it's your home ground Mm mm-hmm do you use it to your advantage? I mean, depending obviously depending on the issue, because you know you've got you've had prime ministers come through your mm-hmm. office, you've had leaders of industry, uh, experts from all different fields. Is it, is it your home office, your your home base? I love it. Yeah, we, we, we're very fortunate at Six PR. We have a desk that goes up and down. I stand for the three hours. You stand. Yeah, I stand. So I enjoy standing uh, because we sit all the time anyway. I feel like I can bring 
more energy to the conversation. I'm moving my hands around. You can watch me on the video cameras if you like online at 6pr.com.au. You don't know why you would, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why you really want to watch people while they're on radio. But it is fascinating. You can. It is fascinating. Well, look, look, you know, when you're watching it on video, watching it online, it's it's literally TV, isn't it? You've yeah. got now pictures and words. But the, the, the medium that is radio is, is, is so powerful. Very much so. And... and, and but I, I suppose my question then to you then is because it is literally the verbal, it's the listening, it's the there is no reactions, facial reactions, there is no body language being shown. Is that something that you've got to to relay to your audience, like to to emphasise a an emotion there? You you conscious of that? No, I'm not. But it probably comes across because I'm standing and I'll have a normal reaction that I would if if I was standing with you and you could see me versus just hearing me. Uh, through the power of audio, through through radio, and, and I think that's also it's a it's a combination. Obviously, I, I have a panel operator, as I call Chris, the technical producer. Yep, a, and he is essential to the program. Chris listens very closely. He reads my cues. Yep, uh, he, I, I suppose I'm like a bus conductor as well at times between uh, finishing a phone call or finishing an interview, getting to the next ad break, and then our producers Michelle and Nick. You know, they're creating the content, they're putting the callers to air, they're vetting those callers, they're making sure that the people who talk to me when I say, hello Nick, hello John, hello Susie, hello Sarah, that they are worthy of going to air yep. and that they have a point that can contribute to the conversation. And it is, as you say, our home ground, but it's a very, very well-oiled machine. It is, a, and it is a production, isn't it? This is you are very conscious of your audience almost oh, yeah. to every second that you are broadcasting because it is a production. This is a show. Um, you know, it doesn't you 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 are you are actually assessed almost minute by minute. Oh, of course, you are by the listeners that are saying to you, "Look, we're going to stay with Ollie, or I'm going to go to a competitive radio station." Yeah, or I'm out of the car. You know, drive time radio these days is really an A to B business yeah. as in I'm leaving work and I'm arriving home I know growing up as a young fella the radio was always on in the house yep. always yep and I enjoyed it and obviously I'm a, a little bit of a, a radio buff Nick it's always been in the DNA so yep. I, I love it I think it's the most powerful medium because you can bring somebody live breaking immediate news and then also get immediate reaction from from your audience to, yep. to say, I agree with you 100% or I could not disagree with you more and this is why. And that's why it's such a powerful medium. Uh, but there is a lot of noise. There's a lot of competition. Uh, and it's not just other radio stations. We've got the podcast world now. You've got your streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. And then when you go home, most people, they're not really turning on the radio in the afternoon. They might be turning on the telly and look at the options there, not just free-to-air, pay television, all the streaming services, plus your mobile phones, plus YouTube. The options are just endless. Lots and lots of competition for sure. Just talk to me about audience though, because mm -hmm. you guys, I think if anything, radio really understands their audience. And when you're picking and choosing the stories that you go to air with, it's always audience in mind. Of course. So what is it? How do you focus on your audience? Where do you get it from? Because I think there's a really strong message for all experts and commentators out there is that forget about you, think about your audience. So how do you identify your audience? Well, our program is called Perth Live. Yep. It's one of only a, a very small handful of live Perth market-based drive shows. 
So there, there's your first big clue. Because all the FMs have gone, uh, they've all come out of Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, syndicated radio shows, yep. which really, they don't think of Perth front and centre. I do, all day, every day. I'm, I'm a news and current affairs program. Sure. So what we're trying to do between three and six is provide you with content to start that conversation as you get home or over the dinner table. Oh, you're listening to Ollie on the way home. I can't believe that this is happening in Ellenbrook or this might be happening in Baldivis or this yep. might be happening in Averley, whatever it might be. So we would like to try and bring you as many local stories as possible, yep. start a conversation and we also want to give you a wrap-up of, of the major stories, whether they be Australia-wide, international as well. So there's a very unique opportunity being in Perth, being a Perth expert, yep. and being that go-to on your particular subject area. So if you are confident, if you can read an angle into a story, if you can see that you can add your level of expertise to that conversation, get in touch, yep. be available, be ready to go, and say something that's going to, add to the conversation. Don't just agree with everything. I'm not yep. saying disagree, but, you know, take it to the next level. But you have to have a point of difference. Yes. You definitely do. I love that, Ali, because I think at, at the end, you know, when you're contributing to media, it is identifying those opportunities, but also to following the opportunities, seeing who, seeing what is else is going on in news and what else could you be adding to it. Can I just get you back to the production side? Because yep. the pre pre preparation of your program. So similar to every other radio station, talk radio station, whether it be commercial or non-commercial, always with audience in mind, let's just walk through the steps there to identifying the stories of the day. You've got a drive program, which would be very you know, different mm -hmm. to a breakfast program, but what are you and your producers doing to identify the stories of the day and the people that you're going to be speaking to? Well, with the drive program, we are sort of a rundown of the day's news. So we probably have the benefit of, of not sitting back, but looking back on the day. Yep. What's happened today? What's your wrap? So I see it as a big advantage being in Perth with the time zone difference to the eastern states. So in summer, obviously, it's three hours between Perth and, say, Canberra, Sydney, Melbourne, two hours in winter. So you get a bit of a run, a bit of an idea, what's making news in federal politics now, first and foremost. So you have a look there. Uh, can we add to the conversation? And as, Nick, you and I have uh, recorded this particular podcast, it's in the height of the coronavirus. So coronavirus... Uh, will uh, evacuees be transported back to Australia, those people who are stranded on a ship? Where are they going to go? What are you going to do? Those sort of logistics. Then is there a WA angle to that? So is somebody stranded on this ship, for example, from Perth? Can we get in touch with that person? Mm. Uh, can we get in touch with their family members who might be here in Perth? So you're always thinking about the show in terms of local or a local angle to a national or international story. Sometimes that is there, sometimes it obviously isn't, just because of circumstances. So we will have a look at what's making news federally, what's making news uh, locally, what are the big stories of the day, who's in court, what have the police done overnight, is there a fire burning, is there a natural disaster, uh, what's happening in our state, a and then what's happening in our local communities. And some of the best sources, Nick, as well, for uh, the story generation is from our listeners, is from our audience themselves. Yeah, and that's and that that is something that is quite interesting because we're all talking and most experts and and those that are leaders of industry, they, they, there is seems to be a little bit of pressure on them to come up with the stories, to come up with the yarns. But even the listeners, they'll tell you what they want to listen to. They'll mm. tell you what they want to hear more of. I mean, and there's and there's a good thing that you can always do is just ask the question: What Absolutely. do you want to hear more of? Well, you've also got let's take real estate for a moment, Nick, and we keep hearing where we and I live in Perth, yeah. 
that we've hit the bottom, it's going to recover. We've hit the bottom, it's going to recover. We've hit the bottom, it's going to recover. It's been going on for three years, isn't it? Correct. And every <laughs> single ratings agency or every single big real estate agency will continue to make that claim. But what does the local real estate agent think in Perth? Yes. And if he or she is working in our listeners' suburbs, what's it like on the ground? And yeah. then if you're trying to sell your home, how easy has it been to sell your home? If you're trying to buy a home, how easy is it for you to, to buy your home? You see where I'm going with this, Nick? You, you take somebody's big overarching figure and you break it down and make it as local as possible between the buyer, the seller, the local agent, and all of a sudden you've got the ingredients of what is the pulse of Perth. Yeah, I love that, Ollie, because you know, we can go direct to the big boys. They'll give you a, a doctored, a measured response, something there that maybe a lot of us can't work with. But when you've got people, you know, feet on the ground yeah. and they're heart and soul, they're the salt of the earth kind of people that are actually working in that space, you get a real answer. Spot on. And if you're an expert, say, Nick, let's say you're a Perth-based accountancy, you know what the pulse of Perth is yourself. Yeah. And I think that's where you really need to try and nail your level of expertise first and foremost. Yep. It's like a journalist who starts out his or her career and might go and get a job at the local paper. Then they might move uh, up the ladder. Then they might move to the, you know, the Daily Metro. Yep. Then if they want to go and serve in a stint in the Canberra Press Gallery, that's what they might want to do. Everybody has different objectives. But you've got to think about it as well as an expert. Somebody can't come to you, Nick, and say, I want to be the go-to person on the Today Show. Or on Sunrise. <laughs> Good luck. Or on the project right now. Or on, on with, you know, my colleague Alan Jones or Tom Elliott <laughs> on 3AW. They're you, the gold. Of course. But you've got to nail your own local patch first. Yes. And you've got to build up your expertise. Sure, if you can bring more to the national conversation, go for it. But get a little bit of experience. You know, reach out to your local media first and foremost. Don't discourage or discount your local community yeah. radio stations. They're always on the hunt for local content. And if you can nail it in your local community, then when you come and talk to people like me on a metro radio station, you're ready to go. You're going to nail it. Yeah, spot on. And I think, you know, some, some people just see that they see the big lights. They see that they want to reach those, that, that top. But you've got, to, you've got to crawl before you walk. Spot on. You've got to walk before you can run. So you've got to really do your apprenticeship and do it well to reach those dizzy heights of the project, the Today Show and Sunrise. Now, just let me get back to the production side because, again, I love, I love the messages that you're sending out here. Keep mm -hmm. it local. You know, keep it different. Have another different point of view there. But when you are sitting down with your production team and you've only got really, what, six stories to work with for the, for the day? I mm -hmm. don't know how many. Probably about six. Yeah. You're, you're choosing, you're picking and choosing which are the ones that my audience is going to want, want to work with. But how, and you just mentioned earlier that you'd like a, a real estate agent local if it was a real estate issue. But how are you picking and choosing? What what gets your eye? What story grabs your eye? And what instantly gets dismissed? I mean, we talk about if it's not local, fair call. Yeah. But what else instantly gets dismissed and what catches your eye? It also can depend on the day, Nick, because sometimes you have the greatest ideas in the world, you think, and or you want to cover these Have them every stories. day, Ollie. Have them every day. <laughs> and then the people you want to talk to are not available and or then the second person is not available or there yeah. just, just isn't the news around. You can't manufacture things some days. So sometimes you do settle on stories you probably wouldn't cover. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at a recent example of a program that we've done, uh, Holden just collapsed in Australia, and you know that people will want to not only share their reflections on Holden, they'll also want to have a bit of a crack at you know the fact that the Australian government or successive Australian governments 
passed on about $2 billion to enable Holden to try and stay here. It's such That's such a great example of a story that has so much emotion, mm-hmm. has so much history. It's so Australiana that you can't, you know, that and meat pies, you can't really get <laughs> past it. But it, it just fits in because you could have different angles from all spaces. Yeah. You can have the motoring expert, the small business expert, talking yeah. about the roll-on effects to, to smaller businesses around that industry. You can have also branding experts mm-hmm. talking about, you know, is this the first or the last of, of big brands that will be falling over? There's just so many different angles. and Talk it, to a futurist. Is this the end yeah. of petrol, diesel cars? I mean, one of the arguments is from Holden, they're getting out of the right-hand driver market. Yeah. So should all Australians now be driving on the other side of the road, on the other side of the car? Because that's where 75% of the world now drives. Electric vehicles. Bojo, Boris Johnson, says by 2035, Bojo. no more petrol, no more diesel vehicles. So, Nick, the opportunities in that story alone, you could provide content for the next 10 days. So what is a really, really strong message to everyone that's listening here today is that look at it from your own expertise, but see what else you can add to the conversation. Just because you're not a motoring expert doesn't mean you can't comment on the Holden issue. Spot on. You can find it from your particular expertise. And that's the challenge for all things that are out there. Find your angle, come around it from that way. And and be quick because the, the media cycle can move like oh. that. Yep. Blink and you miss it. So so if you've seen the Holden story, for example, yep. and then you've thought about a week later, you know what, I've got to, I've got to say on this, Good you've night. missed the train. Good you, night. You've missed the train. So, so you, yeah, you, you need to latch onto those stories you've immediately. Missed your, you've missed your Holden HSV. You've missed it altogether because <laughs> yeah. they won't be made They anymore. won't be made. So you need to latch onto your opportunity immediately <laughs> and you need to be available because the media cycle can work in quite quick time constraints that – if you miss your window of opportunity, you might never have another one. All right, let's talk about you, Ollie. Ooh. So, as a as a the man behind the microphone, the man, or you know, very possibly, not a lot of people know probably what you look like. They know your voice. <laughs> Do you get that around town? Is it something there that you? Well, I jumped into an Uber the other day, and <laughs> the Uber driver, uh, I said, "Oh, you know, we're just going to the stadium, please." Yep, and. He said, oh, you don't say please. That's, you know, part and parcel of the job. I said, oh, look, I'm, I'm just trying to teach my son at the moment to say please for everything. So everything's please. <laughs> and he just said, your son's name wouldn't happen to be Edward, would it? <laughs> and I said, I talk about him a lot, don't I? And he said, yeah, pretty much every day. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so. Uh. So, look, you, you get that from time to time, Nick. And it, it's a privilege. It, it is an absolute privilege uh, to be given an opportunity in the Perth metropolitan radio market to have a chat every day between three and six. Now, what you're tapping into is a, is something that I, I always remember Gerald Quigley saying. He was the pharmacist, yes. well-known on, on your network, um, and it was something that Ernie Sigley always advised him and said, it is a privilege to be in someone's car, mm. lounge room, bedroom, should it be if they're listening there, to be able to join them and have that conversation with that person in the room. Not talk at them, talk with them. And you're, are you consciously thinking of that every time? Is it is it is that your drive behind radio, or are you seeing it as a in a different way? I don't really know how I see it, to be honest, Nick. I, I have in my mind's eye what my listener might look like. I see radio as a very uh, personal and individual medium, yep. because it's all about the conversation between me and you. Yes, and you are the only person that matters. Yep, and obviously there is a lot of you, but it's just you. And I will regularly refer to that particular listener as you. What do you think? How are you? 
Yeah. Uh, because it is, as you say, Nick, a very, very personal relationship you have with your audience. You can listen, as you say, to somebody in the car, in, in the house, in the bedroom, uh, as you're walking your, your son around the streets on the way to the local coffee shop, you put your headphones into your phone and have a listen these days. So in my mind's eye, I have a particular listener. I, I don't know who that person is, but I do imagine somebody driving uh, from A to B and that particular person has other things in their car. I don't want to go into the detail of, of who or, or what I'm envisaging. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, there, there is someone there, somebody who's probably make-believe because when I see their face, I don't know their name. It's a great message, again, for all of us that are listening, uh, to you that is listening, is that it, it is about the audience. It's never, ever about you the individual mm. and I think you know when you're thinking about it, and I can feel that even when I'm listening to your program I feel that you are talking to me um you're not you're on the radio uh and you you you, but you I feel like you are connecting in so many different ways and also to I mean the broad range of people that you are talking to oh yeah you've got male female you've got age groups from uh 45 to to 95 sitting in there. You've got to be something for everyone. Yeah, or you do. you've got to be something for someone. Look, you, you've got to be conscious of who the audience is. Obviously, I'm I'm a fair bit younger than the traditional demographic that would listen to a talkback AM radio well, station. Well, I was going to make that point there, Ollie, because you, I think you are the youngest broadcaster in the country. I probably still am. Yep. Probably the youngest full-time Monday to Friday AM broadcaster on a talkback station. Incredible. Yeah, look, and I don't take that opportunity lightly. I, I'm aware I need to be in tune with my audience. Yep. But at the same token, there will be other issues that will relate closer to me because of my age and my my status in my life, being a, a young father in his mid-30s, that I will bring to the conversation, that I'll bring to the table as well. And I think over the three and a bit years now that I have been presenting the Drive program, we've noticed as well younger listeners tuning in and, and passing on their feedback and their commentary. So I don't want to isolate the audience that is rusted on, yep. and I certainly would never do that. But I'm also aware, and I think it's a challenge for all media to, at the moment, to broaden your appeal, to broaden your market, and to make sure that people are still listening. How do you, th- how do you see radio fitting in, in the media landscape? Are you, are you seeing it's still relevant? Are you seeing that it's got growth is it something there that you can see yourself still doing in five years' time? Oh, very much so. Yep. Absolutely. I, I think radio has a very, very strong future. It's still immediate. It doesn't have the lags of, of other forms of media at the moment. I mean, you look at the way newspapers evolve uh, to their online platforms, which is obviously a little bit more immediate. You look at the way uh, television is taking live streaming through either its websites or through its social media accounts as well. Uh, radio still can cut out the middleman. And when I say that, you don't require a lot of time to sit down and still type up that article, have someone sub-edit it, publish it on the website. You still don't require a cameraman or woman and a technical producer back in the studio to beam those images back to then press play, record, whatever it might be, uh, through a television network or through their online social media accounts. Radio is the most immediate mm. form of the media and you can automatically have your say immediately. You can tell me yes, no, what's the Prime Minister doing? Why are we doing that? I feel so sorry for those people on the ship or hey, 
if they're going to Darwin, that would have to be better than being stuck on that cruise. Yeah, I, I love that, Ollie. And and the statistics are showing that for you. The fact that you know, radio is still growing in its numbers, and I think also too the fact that Australia it's geographically positioned. Uh, where we need to drive uh, a, a lot in all of the major cities around in this in this country, so radio does play a big part. Obviously, competing now against podcasts, but um, radio is still an very important part. Yeah, so and don't build any more tr- public transport <laughs> infrastructure. Nowhere, don't do it. You're going to kill us. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants public transport. Just stay in your cars. Cars are great. One of the top three talkback issues. Hey, um, but I, I also think that. Um, <laughs> Oh, you got me off my train of thought there. I think that um, you know the way that we are growing, uh, radio is still is traditional media's new media because, it, as you just said, it is very live. It's happening as yeah. it's happening. Well, but also to you know what I like. I want to go back to that one of those points that you made with your production is that when talkback callers call in, mm-hmm. you, you do do a process of vetting. You do some checking. Yeah, which is something that new media and and online media. Seems to be devoid of. Yeah, well, you you could easily publish a comment on, on a story online, yeah. or on Twitter, or on you know, I've retreated a little bit myself recently from Twitter because it's just become a huge pit. Yeah, and it, it's uncontrolled, it's unverified, and and it just can really do your mind in. So I've decided to retreat a little from Twitter myself. Talkback callers are the bread and butter, and they're the most important aspect of every single. AM radio show, if that's what you're driven by, the talk back, the interaction, which is what I believe we do and what, why, we, why we serve our audience. Uh, and it's not to make anybody's call uh, invalid. Everybody's got a point to make, but y- you want to make sure that y- your contributors are taking the conversation forward. Yes. You want to make sure that uh, your contributors have their voices heard. And look, there are some people who are so rusted on that they will call every single program morning, noon and night. Uh, they'll want to have their say on every single issue. And you've got to think as well then for the audience, they don't necessarily want to continually hear from, insert name here, 50 <laughs> t- times a day on the radio. I know, I know the five names that you're referring to. <laughs> I hear them constantly. But that's good too. They are the lifeblood of, of a radio station. So, some of them should have their own show. Maybe they're, they should. They're being, they're Maybe we could bring back, you know, so you think you can radio <laughs> or we could have a re- reality radio show. Do you love what you do, Ollie? It's the best job in the world, Nick. Yep. It's not a job. It is a lifestyle. Would you go back to TV? Because you were, you were a TV journalist. You were radio first, weren't you? But then TV. Is, is it? Is it? Because you, you do still do TV. You and I only just did a, a little piece to Sky News the other day. Do you... Is, is radio the, the, the medium? I think you need to be able to, to master all of the mediums now. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that I'm necessarily a master. Don't don't take that away. But I, I do have the opportunity to contribute on nine. I'll wake up early some mornings and have a chat to Carl and Ali on the Today Show. Uh, and, I, and I do contribute to Sky News. The other night I had the opportunity. Nick, you're a guest of mine on the front page. It was and we, good fun. We had a lot of fun talking about tomorrow morning's newspapers, and I, I have written a few stories as well online for watoday.com.au. So you could call me a triple threat if you like, Nick. I think <laughs> all journalists, and that's my craft or my profession, I, I think you you need to be able to operate in all of the various mediums. Radio is definitely my passion. It's always been my passion. I think it is the most powerful medium. I love it. 
Uh, and I don't uh, take the opportunity that I have lightly. I've, I, I love it, Nick. It's just fantastic. Well, you've just done 27 minutes commercial free, Ollie. You've, <laughs> you didn't, haven't been interrupted. Does it feel long? Did it sort of... No. Feel, I feel no. like we've been here for two minutes. It does, doesn't we it? We barely scratched the surface. But that's the feel you always get when you've come off a radio piece because you feel like you could just keep on talking forever. Yeah. And um, But I, what I do love about radio is that you get a bit more of an opportunity to have that conversation. Yeah, you do. I mean, because that was the question. I think, you know, if you compare yourself uh, as a TV journalist versus radio, you can dive deep into radio. Yeah, look, as a TV reporter, when I was working full-time as a reporter at Channel 9, you have to be straight down the middle. Yeah. And, and you have to present the story as, he said this, she said that, make your own mind up, make your conclusion. I've moved into a commentary role now. Yeah. And that's what talkback radio is. That's what we provide on 6PR. I'll get off the fence. I'll have a say. You know, again, you don't have to agree with me, yeah. but... I will give you an opinion and you can provide your opinion to either agree or disagree with my opinion. And that's the beauty of Australia and talk back democracy, Nick. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Do you ever do you ever put something out there that you don't actually quite agree with, but you know it's going to throw a little hand grenade in amongst the crowd and get them talking? Not really, because you've got to be true to yourself. Good. And then somebody could turn around and go, mate, you're a fraud. Yeah. And, and, and look, I'll give you a quick example. When David Warner and Steve Smith... And the ball tampering scandal back in South Africa broke. I stood behind the mic and said, I don't want these blokes to ever play for Australia again. I was quite emotional. I'm a cricket tragic. Mm. When they fronted the media two or three days later in Australia, they broke down. They explained themselves. I did a 180 degree turn. And I said, well, let their bats now do the talking when they return. And if their bats do the talking, they prove themselves to their team. Who are we to stand in their way? David Warner, obviously, was just named the Allen Border medalist. There's a lot of people saying we need to change the criteria. He shouldn't have that. He's a cheat. Yep. I disagree entirely now. Yep. And I think that all power to Warner and Smith and, and the way that those two gentlemen have been able to reconcile what's happened on the field. But and, what and, you've and, just and done there, Ollie, is be human. And, and you're allowed to. And, and that's the, the what, where the big issues happen is where you stick to your guns and no matter what's been put in front of you, you're being human and you can change that. And I love that in your program. And I love the way that, you know, particularly with talk radio, that you can express that. Now, I, I have to move on because we, we've hit 30 minutes now, brother, <laughs> and uh, we could do this for another you hour. You need me to go. Now, I need you to go. You need to go and do your radio program. But before you do, give us one piece of advice. Anyone that's listening, what, would they, what, would you, what advice would you give them to make some breakthrough for media? Be on topic. Yeah. So... Make sure you are the master of your own domain. And again, just start with small steps, small increments, be available, uh, come up with a point of view that's going to get and cut through. Yeah. So don't just agree, again, don't just agree to everything, don't just disagree with everything, but be yourself, be unique. And once you get a foot in the door, if you nail that opportunity, then there will be other opportunities. I love that, Ollie. I love that point of difference. Make you, make sure you've got a point of difference. When you get the opportunity, be the best you possibly can because I've seen it even in your program. When someone comes on that's good, I know I've seen you. You've turned to your producers and say, gee, they're good. Yeah, they're great. Let's we want them, them again. On. And I'll tell you what, make sure you're prepared. And the best way to be prepared as well, you, you know, sign up for media training. Yeah. Make sure that you learn the the basics First and foremost, if, if that's what you want to do, if you want to become the expert in your field, then you need to start training. See, I don't have a John Nichols putting pressure on me to go to the half-hour news here. So I'll put you aside, John Nichols. And uh, last but not least, meet the media. It's coming up 19th of May here in Perth. 
It is the 26th in Sydney. It's the 28th of May in Melbourne. You've done a couple of Meet the Medias. Well, I have. What do you like about them? I think this is a great opportunity for you to come and introduce yourself, give us your idea, and then you get the opportunity to meet some of my friends and colleagues in the media as well. Uh, you understand the way that we might tick a little bit. We'll have conversations just like this. And you'll take away from that and think, well, do I want to pursue my level of expertise in the media? Do I want to become that expert? And if I do, what work do I need to do to get there or, or to make sure that I am somebody that this journalist or that journalist turns to when there's a story in my particular field? Wonderful stuff. If you want to catch up with Oliver Peterson, he will be at Meet the Media on the 19th of May for the Perth event and uh, and around the country. His colleagues will be there on the 26th and the 28th in Sydney and Melbourne, respectively. Hey, great to have your company on Meet the Media. Looking forward to speaking to you again when we talk to another expert or it could be another media person. Lana Hill will be back with us next week. She'll be back from her illness and uh, we will dive deep again into finding out how we can get into the media. Thanks for joining us and if you want to find out more go to mediastable.com.au you have been listening to the experts podcast powered by media stable to get in touch with the team head to the media stable website mediastable.com.au